Good Wednesday morning to you. Good Wednesday morning to you. I am Chris. You're watching, encouraging. You're, you'll be listening. It won't be a video today. Uh, you're listening uh, to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. We're doing Wednesday devotionals uh, today. I'm so sorry that I've been amiss and not really posting a lot of uh, podcast episodes. We were supposed to have an episode last week, but we had some technical difficulties uh, with using Zoom. The caller was not able to uh, basically use Zoom. So um, I ended up having to find a different platform and I hope to get that rescheduled. So this week I had this devotion on my mind and I was writing on Sunday. So I'm sharing these two podcasts. So you'll get one today and then there'll be one this Friday. We're going to start with a song, shall we? I will sing praise in all I do. I will sing praise and make my choice. I will sing praise in all I do. I will sing praise to you. No matter the storms that come my way, no matter the trials I may face, I know that you will bring me through, so I will trust in you. Father God, we come to you this morning bringing you praise and glory and grace and goodness and kindness and compassion, thanking you for all that you're doing in us, through us, and around us. We take heart in the beauty that is for today. This is the day that you have made, and we're going to be glad and rejoice in it. You're greater than our circumstance. You're greater than our fears. You're greater than any and all things. We just grab a hold to the goodness and the sovereignty and the strength that you have. We just cling to you, to your words, to your promises, to your presence, to all that you have for us. We just drink from the fullness that is you. We just wanted to come by this morning and say, thank you for keeping us. Thank you for sustaining us. Thank you for life in our body and breath in our lungs. Thank you for keeping us and sustaining us and carrying us from day to day, moment to moment, hour to hour, millisecond to millisecond. You are good. You are awesome. You are amazing. You are great. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are holy. You are gracious. You're so loving. We thank you that your love is stronger than the power of the grave, that your love is deeper and wider that it's like a lasso that calls out no matter where we are reminding us and letting us know that you know our name that you delight in us that you have a plan and a purpose for our life that you love us because you love us that you are incapable of changing your mind and you have already decided how you feel about each and every one of us and that you love us and that you are here with us and for us we thank you help us 
keep that at the forefront of our mind in a spirit and in an in a idea of remembrance that no matter what it is that we're facing you with us, we are never, ever, ever alone. We thank you. Help us be love and grace and kindness and compassion to all that we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How y'all doing today? I hope you are well. I hope that this uh, podcast that we're doing today, that something is said that encourages your mind, your heart, and your spirit. So I'm going to share my screen, even though you won't see it, because this is going to be audio. Uh, We're reading, if you can, turn with me to Psalm 63.8. It's real simple. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. This psalm was written while David was in the desert of Judah, exiled from Jerusalem after the beginning of a coup from his son, um, Absalom. And while David is there in this desert, he's spending time in prayer to the Lord whom he misses dearly. This is the historical context of the scripture. That's what I'm telling you. He displays David, that is, a deep yearning for the Lord, a soul thirst that he feels that only his heavenly father can satisfy. That's what we get when we look at out of David's uh, uh, life. I'm thinking of this song, nothing, uh, but you can satisfy, you know. Uh, as the deer panted for the water, so my soul longs for you. Those are the, the words, even though that's not what we're talking about right now, but that's what comes to my mind while I'm thinking of this uh, context today. David's whole spirit and body pants out in passionate desire for his spiritual refreshment, which God alone can supply. And David clings tight hold of Abba, of spirit, of the Redeemer, knowing that only in Abba, will uh, David find lasting peace for only God's righteous right hand can support the weary soul in his hour of need. So that's the historical context of the scripture today. But yeah, the greater question, the deeper question is we like to think the reflective question is, what does this mean for our life today? How does this relate to each uh, each and every one of us? Um, and I was reading this story uh, this week and I thought, you know, I would share it um, I can't remember the name of the author, but it was it was uh, a story. I think it's uh, the book was I think it was talking about marriage. I, I I'll find the citation later and and put the link in the uh, buzz route. Uh, but basically, this woman was talking about her experience of having her uh, of having her husband getting laid off from work, and that her husband had held this high paying software job. And, you know, she herself was enjoying her time and and role as a stay-at-home mom. And then she talked about when her husband, you know, got laid off, he came to her and was saying, you know, hey, you know, what do you think about using the layoff as an opportunity for him to follow his dream of starting his own company? And she remarks about has she was anything but supportive. Anybody been there? You know, when people come to you, our our spouse or, or people we're in relationship with, you know, or, you know, come to you with something, you know, have we ever found ourselves struggling with being supportive? You know, she remarked in the article about how she was afraid. What was she afraid of? You know, the the underlying things in her fear was mortgage, car payments, bills, all the expenses that a family accumulates. And she talked about grappling with being supporting and comforting versus honest concerns about how we're going to do this, how we're going to keep the family secure and provided for during this time. You know, they decided to try it out. You know, three months turned into a year. Uh, and, and, and a little bit longer. And she tried the approach of not talking about her concerns with her husband. You know, when her friends would ask her, how you doing? She would, you know, use the, we're fine. Everything's fine. I'm not going to really talk about it. Then one day 
after months of trying to change things on her own, she came across our verse for today. And I'll read it again in case we've forgotten. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. That's Psalm 63, 8. <clears throat> what she realized is that she had been holding on to God with one hand and trying to fix things with the other hand. Has anybody ever been there where you trying to be Holy Ghost Junior? Are you trying to be Jesus Junior and you trying to do it and that's really not what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to surrender because that's what soul clings to you. Your right hand uh, upholds me is really about. And she talks about how this verse gave her courage to let go of her ways and cling to God completely. How courage? Surrender. I know sometimes when we think of surrender, we think of surrender in the context that that means, you know, we're just not, you know, actively doing anything. No, what you're doing is actually trusting that Abba has it. Think about it, you know, in all of the sovereignty and the amazingness, if that's even a word, and mightiness of God, when has he ever failed? I give you a minute. I can't think of any times that he has ever failed. His record is impeccable. I say he is, but spirit, you know, them or they, um, has never failed, has never let us down. I can attest that sometimes we can be truthful and say, hey, the way we thought that it would go, it didn't turn out that way, but just because it didn't turn out the way that you thought does not mean failure. Remember that, write that down. So she found, this lady found that when she surrendered the situation to God, Abba Spirit, she was no longer afraid. And she experienced more peace and joy. How did she experience that? Because sometimes we talk about that and people think, well, you know, the situation still exists, Chris. Whatever is going on is still here. That's that. Here's what I'm trying to say. That uh, the ability to surrender and, and cling to Abba, to spirit, allowed her to confess her fears and concerns to her spouse. You know, because oftentimes what we're deeply upset about, what deeply bothers us, what what does what are those things and 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 that comes up i can tell you that in 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 relational experience whether you're in romantic relationships or you're in personal or professional relationships whenever you have some particular type of feeling some type of emotion i'm not saying that your feeling or emotion is is wrong i'm just saying check to see what that root comes from she was, it was a legitimate concern to be concerned about the bills uh, and, and the mortgage and, and how they're going to move forward. Those are, are things because even in the best of plans and when people want to start a business, we know that that's not something that necessarily happens overnight. That isn't just like today I'm going to start this business. And then on day two, I'm already making six figures. I know, you know, oftentimes people have this illusion that that's how that works, regardless of what your family style is. That's not how that always happens. You know what I'm saying? So it takes, you know, a process. And then what are you doing in the meantime? And sometimes, you know, how does that, not sometimes, but how does that work when it's you and your family? How will they make it during, you know, during that time? And what she was saying is that when she clung to, to, to spirit and, 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 and uh, that allowed her to no longer be afraid, she was able to go to her spouse and have this conversation and talk about, you know, what her feelings were and give up control. Because oftentimes we're so busy in our lives trying to control things when the reality is we don't really control anything. We really don't. It's an illusion of control. I really believe that wholeheartedly. I was thinking about that one day, like, what do I really control? Because I didn't wake myself up this morning. I did not. You know what I'm saying? The alarm clock went off, uh, but I know I didn't do that by myself in my own strength. And so what she's saying is that 
you know, when she gave up control, she could sincerely consider and support her spouse's desires. And that allowed them to, you know, have another conversation and look at the situation and consider all the options before them. So it wasn't just, I'm looking at fears and I'm just already in the fact that they're coming to get the house or, you know, because if think about this, in, in situations, we all in life face all kinds of experiences. So maybe, you know, there's somebody that's listening to say, I don't have this experience. I don't even have a partner. I'm not, you know. Wherever you find yourself, have you ever been in the situation where you looked at something and all you could see was the fear of, of what could happen? Not that it was really going to happen, but the concern that, hey, you know, if I stay in this situation, you know, just a moment longer, there's some other things that could happen. Here's the lesson that we learned from this story. It's good to chat, to talk, to think about what concerns our heart with Abba. That's the, one of the things that we are, always have the ability to do, to cast our care upon Abba. Uh, we also have the ability to do this with those that we are in relationship. This story is, is a person you know that was married, but that might not be everybody's story. Cool, no, no problem. Talk with who you're in relationship with, or, or you know, um, if that's, uh, yourself, have a meeting with you and talk about what it is that you want to do. Nothing is wrong with that. Here's what we learned. We learned that fears, feelings, emotions, they're not wrong or incorrect. Feelings are what they are. Never judge yourself for having them. Yet find encouragement and empowerment in being able to say aloud what concerns your heart. What are you afraid of? In this example, it made a word world of difference because it allowed the couple to work together on a plan. I think in the story, you know, they wrote, she wrote about, you know, after talking with her husband, you know, she figured out that she was able to get, you know, a part-time job and still do, be the, be the amazing mom that she was, bring some income in and, and then allow, you know, her husband to have longer time as he brought that business into fruition and, you know, that worked out for them. For some, for, for uh, other people, it might be a totally different decision. At the end of the day, you have to do what works for you and your family. And here's what I'm saying. You know, the deepest lesson this example provides is naming what scares us. Really look at it, you know, because being secure with a place to stay, food, being able to pay your bills, that's a real need in the space. Everybody, no matter who you are, or your relationship status, being able to take care of yourself, being able to, to provide for yourself provision is something that's a real concern. People want to be able to do that. So when I'm giving you using this example, please know I'm never making light of this situation. Another thing to think about in the context of this uh, story, in the context of this scripture, Psalm 63, 8, you know, we find David clinging in, in, in his relationship, surrendering, trusting, you know, Abba. When we think about us, me, you, us in our everyday life and thinking about the story and how everybody has this particular story. It might not be this story that this woman has, but it could be something else that we are experiencing or facing. You know, we all have a pain pendulum that compels us to react when we are first hurt in some way. Then later on in life, when a situation arises, 
that are remotely reminiscent of our initial memory, we tend to overreact, overcompensate, and our beliefs are once again confirmed that people and circumstances, and sometimes even God, we say, cannot be trusted. Here's why I say that, you know, the fear of food insecurity, housing insecurity are real things. So what, what those emotions and feelings and things that that evoke the pain of that, not even if it's not a pain pendulum, it could be the uncertainty pendulum of, okay, well, how long can things stay in this particular state? But the point and the lesson that we learn is that we must be willing to dig beneath the surface and reconcile our beliefs and fears with the wonderful truths of God. Because when we don't, we are held captive by our past experiences. We are held captive by the fear itself. Even if that particular fear never even happens, we can be held captive by something that that might that, that, that isn't even gonna happen, but that's the fear that we have. We have to deal with our fears the belief about our painful experience, past experiences, they continue to hurt us because until you face it, until you focus on it, until you deal with it, it can translate into other beliefs. Another way to think about that, fears. Refusing, not taking the time to look at what is really, what we're really afraid of in a particular uh, uh, situation, when we don't do that, it causes issues in our life. It causes issues in our uh, personal relationships. And it isn't until we face our fears and acknowledge how they affect us that we can, when we take those steps, then we can realize that, you know what, Abba is bigger than all our past memories or potential heartaches. Abba is bigger or, or how good it is for our spirit and our mind and our heart to to if you're in relationship with your spouse or with, with Bay or, or your friends to really sometimes have conversations about what it is that bothers you or what it is that you're afraid of. Or maybe if you don't have those people, I always advocate for our mental health resources, a, a therapist, a life coaches, a, a peer a support group. I've used all of those and use those currently in my life. Being able to really sit in this space and talk about what it is that bothers you, what it is that you're afraid of. And I like this example that they used in the story of saying, right, try this, writing your fears on a piece of paper, lifting up your fears and declare my my fears are paper thin. So I was talking about writing your fears on a piece of paper because earlier you heard me say naming, you know, things aloud, you know, naming the, the fears that you have, talking about it with, you know, Abba or talking about it with Bay. talk about it in your relationship with your relationship partners or friends or with mental health uh, therapists. You know, when we're looking at this idea of writing our fears down on a piece of paper and declaring and holding it up, my fears are paper thin. Here's what that means. Fears themselves, they have no power over us. The truth for today is that Abba is in constant supply to help us in time of need that protects and provides and sustains and keep, keeps us. Abba does that. Abba is alive, spirit is alive and active. And we do overcome our fears with faith. Faith is what? What's faith? evidence of things like uh, hold up I was gonna say it wrong let me go get the scripture for you I was gonna <laughs> give me a minute I said what's faith gotta remind us faith 
is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not saved. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when I'm using that thing, you know, that statement about my fears are paper thin, they have no, no power over me. We're believing that Abba is a provider, that Abba does what Abba says that Abba will do. Abba is a promise keeper. And when we trust those, that reality, that truth, what powerful life awaits us when we put our fears in the past or we put our fears aside and really start believing Abba's love and provision because come close, it is for you, always with you. There's nothing you can do or be or perform or say to stop it. Abba's already made his, his, his their mind up about how spirit feels about us. And it is for us, with us always okay i hope that encourages your mind your heart and your spirit today i really do you can always reach out to the podcast and uh, let us know how you're doing uh what's going on with you i'm trying to expand this screen and as usual my computer is acting funny Oh, here it is. All right. <laughs> so you heard that like delay. I was trying to stop the share of the screen, even though this is going to be audio recording, but it's like, I can't. All I see is a little small square of myself. Technical issues as usual. So anyway, I hope that what I have said today has, has encouraged you. Remember things that you can take away today is let's really get real about what it is we're, we're afraid of, uh, what our fears are. Be willing to name them allowed to talk about them in prayer to Abba if we're in relationships with our friends with our with our uh, spouse or with Bay, you know be willing to you know take time to really talk about those those fears and where they come for come from and excuse me develop a plan you know to to move forward instead of allowing the fear itself to incapacitate you I really like the idea of writing your fears down and holding them up and declare these fears are paper thin. I like that. I really, that gives me encouragement and empowerment. I hope that it encourages and empowers you. Also, you know, sometimes if you don't have any of these things available, like friends or, or bay or, or spouse, personal growth groups, life coaches, mental health therapists, those are also good people to talk with to really, you know, schedule time to sit, up, sit down and talk about the things that are on your heart that concern you, that you're afraid of and developing a plan or developing, you know, a perspective of ways of facing the things that we fear. I always encourage you to use every resource available to you. And as always, encouraging your spirit podcast at gmail.com is always here to pray alongside you and believe with you. I hope this Wednesday's devotional has encouraged your heart. Remember, write down your fears. They're paper thin. Faith is. Remember what faith is. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For some reason, that has been like leaving my mind. But you know what? We're going to keep on moving any kind of way because we know faith God has amazing things that Abba does for each and every one of us. Everyone has the same amount and measure of faith. It starts with, with the size of a mustard seed, but it does have the capacity to grow as we do what? Believe and trust 
and spend time, you know, talking with Abba and just continuing to just believe that, you know what, nothing is impossible. Abba always comes through. Abba always provides. Abba's record is always true. Never, never, ever has Abba failed. That's all I got. I hope what I've said encourages your heart, your mind, your spirit. You be blessed. Have a great week. Bye.